Hey, it's me, Lisa P, and welcome to It's Called Life, where I deep dive into society, culture, motherhood, womanhood, and all the other things that make up this crazy thing we call life. And today I really want to deep dive into the disconnect between millennials and our boomer parents. I was born in 1987, I am firmly an elder millennial, and my parents are boomers. As are most of my friends, I know that there's Gen X there, but honestly, the Gen X population has one foot in Boomer, one foot in Millennial. I don't really know how to make heads or tails of it. I have Gen X friends, but I definitely don't have Gen X parents. So I don't really know the Gen Xers as parents, but just for the sake of argument, we're going with Millennials and their Boomer parents. And you really see like a generational divide that is so obvious when we talk to boomers and millennials about their expectations in relationships, in life, in work. It truly seems like boomers grew up in a completely different world. And honestly, generationally, they really did. Um, with the invention of the internet, things have really changed a lot, even since I was a kid. And that goes along with society as well. It's not just the age of information, it's the age of like differing social structures. And all of a sudden, a lot of these older parents are like, what is going on with my millennial kids? Why are they just not okay and living their life the way I did? Why are they changing things up? Why is everything's got to be so hard? And I really think millennials, we've been going through this like mass awakening. And I don't want to say like we're woke because, I mean, I feel like the word woke has gotten so twisted and, and it's missing the, the actual importance of the word. But an awakening is... A really good way to explain it. I think as a culture, our generation has awoken to the incongruencies in the way things are done. And that definitely does spill over into this so-called woke culture because it all comes down to critical thinking. It all comes down to questioning the status quo and not just going along with things because we said so. You know, when you ask some of these older people like why things are done a certain way and their answer comes back is, well, this is the way it's done, that's not cutting it for us anymore. We need to know why. We need to know if this is the right way to be doing things, the most efficient, the most logical. Because when we look around at everything from the economy and job structures to our relationships to how we navigate romance, how we navigate dating, how we navigate marriage and child raising, everything is coming under this critical lens and we're finally stopping to ask, well, why do we do it this way? Is there a better way? I know for me that led me to gentle parenting and respectful parenting because I started to parent the way I was parented and it was not working. And, and you can say what you want about gentle parenting. It is not the same as permissive parenting. Permissive parenting is parenting without boundaries and structure and rules. And I got to tell you, we have a good amount of rules in my house. But the way we navigate the relationship with our children is so different because we're looking at them as whole autonomous people, not just offshoots or property of their parents. We're trying to regulate their emotions and teach them skills to be able to handle their feelings in better ways as opposed to shutting them down and going to timeout. People are looking at their relationship with friends differently. You know, the amount of respect we're demanding from our interpersonal relationships, the amount of respect we're demanding from our bosses, which I don't think that, like, I think that blows boomers' minds, that we would have the audacity to, to demand respect in the workplace, especially from people who are our seniors. And I think it rubs boomers the wrong way because I don't think they knew that they had a choice. You know, my parents were raised by the silent generation and a lot of it was, you know, kids are meant to be seen and not heard. Kids are an offshoot of their parents. You know, you follow the boss's orders and you follow the social hierarchy. There was no room to step out of line. 
And honestly, in that pyramid scheme, high to low hierarchy of social and economic relationships, there was no room for dissent. And I think we can credit the ability to speak up for ourselves uh, to the internet, honestly, because before that, you just went with the status quo of the community around you. And it's much easier to control people and keep the status quo going, moving smoothly when there's not one questioning voice. And if there is a questioning voice, they're a bad apple. But with the invention of the internet, there's a lot of negatives to it, but it has created a more global community. It has created a conversation amongst other people who are living very similar experiences under completely different circumstances. All of a sudden, people are asking the whys, and the people listening are like, huh, why is it like this? And our older parents see it as disrespect, because we are disrespecting the order of things. We are disrespecting the way things have been done. And in a way, we're disrespecting their experience because they had to suffer through that. And that's where you see a lot of this like generational hazing ideology coming out. Because they feel slighted that they didn't get the opportunity to do things on their own terms. They were waiting for their parents to die so they could be the authority because they were guaranteed this level of respect and authority just by being older. And our generation isn't really allowing for that. At least not in huge populations like it was before. You know, the hierarchies of seniority are being questioned because millennials are now expecting and asking for and enforcing the fact that they would like to be respected in their interpersonal relationships, and that includes relationships with people who are their senior. I, for one, know that I was raised with a huge amount of respect for my elders to the point where I could never, ever speak up or speak out against somebody that I considered my elder, my senior, my superior. I would take whatever was given to me. I would absolutely never speak up. I would never um, throw sass. Oh my God, never. It just wasn't in my brain that that was even an option. And I'm not saying that blatant disrespect of anybody is okay because it's not. But what I am saying is guaranteed respect simply because you're older, even if you are disrespectful, is no longer flying with people, which is where you're getting these Karens. And I hate that word because I think we've kind of overused it at this point. But basically, a Karen is meant to be somebody who tries to throw their seniority and their position around in semi-abusive ways. You are not entitled, ma'am, anymore to treat people like shit simply because you're in your 70s. Younger people are no longer sitting and putting up with it because we realize that we are deserving of respect as well. It's no longer going one direction. Which I think, personally, I really do think is a good thing because I'm raising my children to demand respect in their interpersonal relationships. I am telling them that they are deserving of respect and kindness from people that are older than them, especially if my kids are respectful. Now, if my kids are disrespectful to someone older than them, or honestly anybody, we're going to have a conversation about it because I'm not trying to breed people who think it's okay to disrespect other people. But you can see this questioning of the status quo happening. And I think, honestly, that COVID and everybody kind of stopping the status quo for a few weeks or a few months definitely led to more questions. Again, kind of a great awakening, a cognitive shift, a sociological evolution where we're looking around at our, just our work-life balance. People are like, why are we doing this? Why are we living this rat race? Why are we going into an office for eight hours a day when we can get the same amount of work done in four at my house? Why is office culture still a thing when technologically we've outgrown it? 
Same thing with the Me Too movement. You know, you saw a collective shift in the mentality that, oh, boys will be boys. This is just how men act. And all of a sudden it was like, no, this isn't okay. This may have be common. This may be prevalent, but it's not something that we're willing to take with us into the next decades and generations. I am just a huge fan of critical thinking. I think my page and my podcast, I think that's honestly the fundamentals of what I like doing on social media is getting to the why of things. And honestly, that sounds good. I might change my whole tagline for my podcast to like getting to the why, because it's really easy to control a population that doesn't question the why. And I think collectively, the millennials and Gen Z for sure, but they, they, they grew up with the internet. I mean, they're a completely feral group of authority questioners, and we're going to see how that plays out. But especially for millennials who kind of grew up with the hierarchy, with the do it because I say this is how it's done mentality, and now we're awakening to the fact that we are now adults, we're all in our 30s and 40s looking around being like, well, why did they do it this way? Can we do it another way? Can we find a better way to do this? From top to bottom, from economy to dating, to interpersonal relationships, to relationships with our parents. And I think a really good microcosm example of this is how we're looking at, um, and excuse me if you're not like into royal stuff, but like the Prince Harry, Meghan Markle conversation. You have King Charles who did things his mommy's way for like 70 years and probably has a lot of resentment built up because of that. And then you have his millennial son who is no longer playing by the rules, who is off doing his own thing, who is going to live for his own happiness, who is calling out the toxicity in his family in super public ways, who is choosing his chosen family over his born family in the most obvious and public of ways. And the opinions about it are split down the middle. If you ask somebody who's older, I think they would say that he's awful. So disrespectful. She knew what she was getting into. You should just toe the line, play by the rules. And Harry straight up is like, why? I'm never going to be king. I'm not in the line of succession. You're just trying to dictate everything we do with, with my life while emotionally abusing me and my wife and my kids. Like, why do I have to do it this way? I don't think I will. And people have so many feelings about it. And people have so many feelings about how I talk about navigating my relationships with people who are older than me in my family for very similar reasons. It's because either they had to put up with a lot of shit from their elders and were told that that's just how things are. You just have to suck it up and deal with it. Or they think that people who are older are owed the privilege of disrespect because you have lived longer, you are owed the privilege to be able to disrespect people younger than you, get that anger and controlling manipulative energy out, and have it just be okay, simply because you're older. I don't want to teach my kids that they should ever roll over and accept disrespect, accept verbal abuse or physical abuse from someone just because they are bigger, stronger, and older. And this point, this conversation may completely not apply to relationships of mutual respect between parents and their millennial kids. Like that happens. I think me and my mom and dad have navigated the adult relationship transition really well, but it also took hard conversations and setting boundaries on my end. And when we get to Gen Alpha, when we get to our kids and we see how they grow up. I am so interested to find out how the shift in respect and the dynamics in the relationship changing from parent to child will 
change the relationship from adult to adult when my kids become adults. Because in all honesty, this is a great experiment for me, at least. This is not how anyone has been raised in my family. But judging from the people who were raised this way, it seems to turn out pretty well. Maybe the transition from child relationship to adult relationship won't be that rocky because we started with a basis of mutual respect and understanding. And for the millennials that don't have kids and are helping change the social and economic and cultural view of what we're willing to accept in every aspect, you are also participating in creating a better world for the next generation. You know, millennials are the generation of the why. We want things to make sense. And if you look around today, I got to tell you, there is a lot of things that don't make any damn sense. And a lot of it is wrapped up in tradition and a lot of it is wrapped up in legislature and bureaucracy. But I really do believe that if we keep looking at the why, if we keep trying to dissect why things are the way they are, do they have to stay this way and how could we do them better, we will be on the right track. And I truly hope that the boomers come along for the ride, that they realize that we are not trying to tear something down. We are trying to build something new, something that allows for more freedom and more happiness and more authenticity for people, that allows people to work in new and creative ways, be innovative, and make new paths. Because the world changes really freaking fast. And I think if you don't change with it, you are doomed to hate the changes. Because no one wants to live in a world that they don't recognize and don't understand. So I do hope that if you are a baby boomer or a Gen Xer listening to this, that you have gained, I guess, a little bit of the millennial perspective of why we're doing things the way we are. Because I'm sure it can seem pretty wild and confusing at some times. And if you're a millennial or younger, keep up the fight. Because we can build something new, but it's going to take a lot of work. And thank you so much for joining me on this episode of It's Called Life. I'm Lisa P. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes every Wednesday, and I will see you next time.